Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two curious ladies on an adventure to learn more about cooking, cannabis, and the fine art of gluttony. Join us every 10 days or so as we get high and make our way through a recipe. Step inside and let the consumption begin. (laughs) Becca, how are you? Gretchen, hello. I'm doing okay. It's very hot. It is the thick of summer. We're making something baked. I don't know why. (laughs) We didn't think more about that, but that's okay. It's going to be great. That's going to be delicious. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Of course, as always, I'm always excited. When when we edit these and listen, I hear how many times I say I'm excited to start the recording. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll say it. I am yeah. what? Excited. What could Becca be today? Excited? Excited. I mean, this was your suggestion. And I feel kind of ashamed that we have not done like an empanada yet. Although I guess it is fair that we focus more on white people food than something that is not of either of our actual cultural backgrounds. We will admit that right up front. We're two white ladies making a cultural feud that we know very little about and really did not get a better sense from the internet. I mean, I just like research was hard on this guy. Like we didn't find out very much because empanadas are so, can I use the word ubiquitous? I think you can. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> Probably actually perfect because there is some version of an empanada all over the world. There are many other names for this. What is essentially a meat pie a Mm -hmm. hearty pocket of food that you can take on the road in whatever version of that it looks like whether that's a hearty lunch whether that's a traveling pocket it takes on many coats and colors so we'll talk a little bit about that but the very specific empanada yeah not part of my background not part of Gretchen's background but tasty But before we get into the thick of the empanada talk, what are you smoking today? I am enjoying some flour with my bong. It is Polaris MMJ ice cream cake. Ooh. It's it's nice. It's got 26.8% THC, mostly myrcene, then limonene and caryophylline. I did also have a little bit of the strawberry bold gummies from our friends at Busy CBD. Real quick, we have a discount code, all caps, HGBUSY. You get a discount if you use that at Busy CBD. But the combo of these is really nice today. I'm feeling some relaxation in my body. I was telling Gretchen I didn't sleep great last night, so I'm a little loopy. She didn't sleep great. We're both just a little bit floaty today I think so it's not a bad headspace to be in (laughs) yeah floaty is a good way to put it yeah I've been dealing with some extra pain and I don't know if it's just they change my meds for my rheumatoid arthritis or if it's just because I'm fucking old or because I do too many things I don't know what exactly the deal is I am enjoying some homegrown stuff though so I have no information Mm. about it you at least have some like (laughs) It's got these terpenes. It's got this much THC. And mine is just from this plant three because it's a mystery (laughs) seed that I grew last year. No idea. We'll see how it goes. 
because I came across the couple of jars that I had not finished in my closet and was like, well, I guess I better work on finishing these. That's what I'm having today. And we've decided to have a little beer with our meat pocket, or I'm sorry, mine will be a meat pocket, yours will be a veggie pocket. What is your drink today, Becca? A Pacifico, keeping it simple, nice and perfect for the afternoon. I think it's going to go great too with our empanadas once they're done. I don't think this one beer will last that whole time. That's going to be a whole process with these little pockets today, but it's good for now. I have something not entirely appropriate, but I it was a total label buy because it's called Kitten Commotion Hazy IPA. You had to. And it's got kittens all over it. So I was like, oh my fucking I bought a four pack. Luckily, I kind of like it. I'm just not a big beer person. I don't have a preference. I'm pretty much good with whatever. I finally understand people that are like, yeah, wine is wine. I'm like, a beer is a beer. Like, I mean, yeah, they're Mm -hmm. different types, but it's just not my preference. And I kind of like this. I I like it. It's quite tasty. Not too bitter. Some nice floral notes should match very well with my spicy linguisa. So, yeah, perfect. I think it's ready. It's ready. No, I, (laughs) I think we're ready to maybe share... the tiny bit of information we got about empanadas (laughs) I mean well because it was either going to be not very much or way too much and so there was like no in between because empanadas are such a huge field I got a little information from the internet and a little bit of information out of my culinary Spain book to share and then Becca's going to kind of go over some of the variations but again this is such a tiny corner of the subject I mean it, it would take years to put together a fully fleshed out like deeply intensive empanada episode so for right now we're going to get into some bare bare bones type of facts for you starting with the fact that the name actually comes from the word empanar which means to wrap or coat in bread so very appropriate because we're basically making a very simple pastry dough that goes around a filling A little bread hug. A bread hug. (laughs) (laughs) And they, they, one of the things was pointing out that this is an innovative way to use up leftovers in your home. If you're, you know, got a bunch of mishmash stuff in the fridge and you're like, I just don't know what to do with this. Wrap it in bread. (laughs) Throw some cheese in there. (laughs) Just a bit. Yeah, because the big making the bread isn't very hard. Although I did insist that Becca make use the food processor today, which she was not a fan of the idea. But I was like, no, you gotta, you just got, you're gonna have to go on this journey with me with the, the food processor. So it's not a hard thing. Anyway, I think empanadas really. When I think empanadas, I think Argentina. I don't know why they did not originate it. Like it's kind of hard to really specify where it came from. There are a few different stories, but it really comes down to, it was earliest mentioned in the 1520 cookbook, somewhere in the Catalan region of Spain. And early versions were actually a larger thing, not a handheld item. This was like a full-on pie that you cut pieces out of. I believe I've seen this before as well, like a, a more of a pie type empanada. Um, all the pictures from my culinary Spain are of these like large pie-like things. So clearly that is their intention for empanada. But people did start making it a more transportable version because if you're working out in the fields or if you're, you know, 
a soldier or just a miner, you know, there's lots of applications where you want a handheld, easy to eat, filling lunch. And this hits the spot for all of those things. Yeah, exactly. And we've also done a few things that are a little bit similar to it on our own, which we haven't even thought about, which includes the Spanakopita. Right. Which is fairly similar. We also did Monty, not exactly the same, but there were bigger versions of Monty, I think, that we talked about that had like the early roots of Monty were more dried in your pocket kind of a thing. Right. Okay. Yep. I see where you're going here now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of other iterations that we might know are samosas. Calzones would be kind of a bigger version like you're talking about some of a more pie kind of a thing <laughs> yeah well the the original Be- becca's original thought was to make a caprese version of an empanada and i went isn't that really just a calzone and then we had to have a whole discussion about how i'm weird about fusion food i was leaning more towards a traditional style and i dragged becca along with me towards that <laughs> That was all, all the, just the first veggie recipe I found, too. So I wasn't, oh. like, totally <laughs> wedded to it. I'm, okay. I, but I am glad that it sparked that conversation because now I know how you deeply feel about fusion food. It is I, always a journey I, with us. Even before we get to this point, we've done so many winding paths, Gluttoners. <laughs> this was a, a very quick winding path this week because we, we definitely didn't we weren't a, a far ahead on our planning on this guy, but that's okay. Any other versions that of like an empanada-esque or just different versions of empanadas you want to enlighten us about? Well, like we're saying, there is some version of this kind of everywhere. Some would say that the original is a Cornish pastry and that one of the reasons it's everywhere is because of British imperialism. Not a great thing. I would like <laughs> to say maybe that's not it, but... But imperialism, (laughs) we can't argue with the imperialism of, you know, or what's the Mm -hmm. other words? Colonialism of it all. Yeah. I hope Mm -hmm. that's not really the case, but maybe. Yeah, maybe. But at the same time, we just want to celebrate all of the different versions that do exist because they're all tasty in their own way. A couple of other ones are Hiroshkis. There are Jamaican patties that are very similar. There we would know kind of like Asian dumplings along these lines. And then there's a bunch of Asian or not Asian African, specifically like Nigerian meat pies that are all gonna have some variation of what we're gonna talk about today, which is most commonly meat at its base, something that is protein heavy, and then wrapped in flour, some some combo of a flour mixture, bread, flexible enough to go around a filling yes (laughs) exactly yeah to make a little little handy traveling pocket for your for your all your dietary needs exactly delightful anything else you felt like sharing again this is a real brief one because there was just so much territory to cover on it so no I think I guess maybe one other thought is anytime we talk about all of these different variations of, of similar items around the world It makes me think of Marcella saying food is kind of a language and that there are very similar languages spoken around the world, but there are different dialects, there are different versions, regionalities, that kind of a thing. I just kind of, again, want to celebrate that even though 
these there are all of these variations and whatever the roots may be it is really cool to see the way that this meat little pocket language has been expressed throughout the world meat pocket language more <laughs> merch meat pocket language <laughs> yes i get a meat centric one yes. yeah from me too it's just yeah. funny yeah. wait what was that again i gotta write that down that was too good Meat pocket language. language inspired by Marcelli. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to forget that one. I'm like, I'm high enough where I would forget. This weed is really interesting if I can just talk about that for one quick, quick, quick mm -hmm. minute. But it's like, and I don't know if maybe this is also a combination of the weed with this beer, which apparently is quite nice and is making me feel very chipper and talkative. So, hey, that's a good thing. What's the alcohol level on your beer? Oh, that's a really fucking good question. <laughs> Oh, I gotta get my eyes checked. I'm so blind. Oh, come on. Oh, for real? Oh, 6.8. It's a little, it's a little. It's not me, too bad, yeah. though. It's okay. Bad, yeah. I was like, is she drinking like a nine or something? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> we um, don't know that's happening. Okay, okay. But, so you were saying. Yeah, <laughs> I was saying the flavor on this is really nice. This is actually might be one of the best tasting homegrown weeds I've ever done. And I don't know how I did it, which sucks. Because if I'm going to go get a clone in this weekend to grow, I wish I knew how to replicate that process. Plant three. Where did Plant you come three. from? <laughs> What are your genetics? I know they're random because they were all home crossed and the seeds are from like 10 years ago. I don't even know how those seeds all came up. <laughs> Perhaps we should get into the process of what we're doing today. We can talk about what we've already finished up for for right now and then get mm -hmm. into the, the dough making process, which is our main action on the podcast today. Let's start on that. Okay. So like we mentioned, our original iteration was a caprese. So it had mozzarella, tomato, and basil. Gretchen said, Ugh, no, we're not doing that. And <laughs> not because that the combination is gross, just because I no, was no, like, yeah. I just can't. I don't know. It, calling that an empanada seems wrong, and I don't like it. Totally. We took a swerve, and that recipe did include the empanada dough. So we said, let's keep the dough and then we will adjust the fillings as needed. Gretchen came across another recipe from the same person that had kind of more what she was looking for. This, this one had chorizo and some peppers and some other fun stuff. I stuck with the veggie virgin version, but both of the bases came from a recipe website called Lilita's Recipes. And we will share those. But should we start off with what's in the empanada dough? And then we can talk about what our fillings are. Or should we talk about our fillings first since those are done? Uh, I was like, uh, dough first. But now I'm like, hmm, you're right. We did make the, the filling first. So I feel like we should go in order of process on this. The dough, it is recommended to rest the dough. Even though we made our, our filling in advance. Because we were like, we're not going to do both the filling and the dough. like. The filling's boring. We've done fillings. Fillings are fine. No one needs help with a filling. Dough's a little more tricky, so that'll be our action point today. We both made up our own. <laughs> Mine was supposed to have chorizo in it, but they did not have chorizo at the market that I went to. I got linguiça instead. No chorizo. 
So I had two lengths of linguisa. I used one large, I think it was actually Yukon gold potato, but it was like the size of a russet. So it was really big. <laughs> it's like, damn, potato. So I've got one largish potato in there. I used some, I want to say pastilla, but that might not be right for the pepper. I'll have to look at my recipe, at my receipt and get the actual name of it. And that will be in the recipe notes on the website when I get to it. So I've got my, my pepper, my linguisa, a half of an onion that I chopped up also went into there and two cloves of garlic. Yum. That does sound good. And we had also decided we were both going to do potato as our common veggie. We're both going to do the same thing, but a little bit differently. And I totally did not get potato. I did not make potato. And then Gretchen said, oh yeah, potatoes. And I went right. Oh yeah, that was my idea too. (laughs) And see, I woke up. I'd forgotten to put it on my grocery list last night. I was like, thank God I remembered because Becca would probably be so frustrated with me if I forgot. And but also lo and behold. (laughs) <laughs> Lo and behold, I also have so many potatoes growing around my house right now. Like I'm finding them because I keep growing potatoes. And then when I dig them out, I like throw like little seed potatoes around. And so now I have like potatoes coming up all over in like the back part of my garden right now. Like, oh, this is surprising. Yeah. I could probably just gone outside and got some because I totally. just said to, to chuck some potatoes out because they were sad, which means I threw them into my garden. So I'll have more random potatoes. More potatoes. <laughs> this point it's just an experiment I just throw them out and go where will you grow (laughs) oh gosh when we're talking next year let's see what Gretchen says as she's overrun by potatoes (laughs) nothing else I will be very self-sufficient I will never have to buy any kind of carbohydrate ever that's true yeah we'll be doing a lot of potato recipes (laughs) everything gets potato Potato cinnamon rolls, potato bread, potato <laughs> pancakes, uh, latkes, like real potato, potato cheesecake. Yeah. Oh, I did have that recipe for hash browns from the Smitten Kitchen that I think we should definitely do at some point as a kind of a mm. fun thing. That That's um, good. Yeah, the Except fast food a breakfast, style. A breakfast thing would be fun. Yeah, we should do a breakfast okay. series. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't have potato, but I do have yellow squash, zucchini, mushrooms, shallots, garlic, then a bunch, of, a bunch of spices to kind of make it a little bit more spicy, a little bit hotter. I did cook that down quite a bit so that there's like negative moisture in all of those since they have so much liquid on their own. And then I am using some queso fresco as my cheese and only queso fresco. That's going to be it for my ingredients or my filling. And like we said, we both cooked those already. We have not added our cheese to them. That'll be one of the first things we do when we get into the kitchen. But then we will first up be making our dough. What are the ingredients in our dough? We need three cups of all-purpose flour, one half to one, oh, sorry, one, one quarter to one half teaspoon of salt, six ounces of unsalted butter, which is one and a half sticks, one egg, one quarter cup to a half a cup of water, adjust as needed to obtain a soft and smooth dough. We're going to have a little bit of a tricky component here towards the end of getting the right consistency. And mm-hmm. we're looking for something sort of similar to a pie dough is where we're going to end up. And 
Now, you might be a little mad at me because I'm going to tell you right now, I lied to you. We didn't have to use the food processor for this. (laughs) Gretchen, I didn't think so. I was like, what? Why? If we soften the butter, if we do, like, why? But I'm torturing you. Sorry. But no, I do think it's a good idea to do a dough in the food processor as a process for you. I just also didn't want to do mine by hand. But that's fair. That's fair. I'm like, I might. The next time I come, we might have a food processor processor intensive for you so that like you just, you're more comfortable working with it. Like it's just so many parts. (laughs) (laughs) And that is, that is a fair critique of the food processor that I'm, you know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I will not. But anyway, (laughs) the reason is, is because we are looking for a bit of a pie dough consistency here. And the nice thing about doing it in the food processor is that you can get like the, the butter really finely distributed and you're not working the dough at all because you're using a chopping motion for it. You're not working that gluten. The end result can end up being a lot more tender. It's an easy process to do in the food processor. I know this about you and I'm sorry. I was like, she's going to be a little mad because I am going to tell her this. <laughs> but I got to put you through the paces sometimes. Like, you I know, know. I, every once in a while, I got to throw something at you. And I'm like, you, I just, I feel like I'm just going to have to push you a little bit on the food processor. Just a little bit. I don't want to like yeah. torture you. You can tell me like, you know, but in the future, if I'm ever suggesting something like this, yes, there's probably a way around it. You know, I'm maybe you'll, you'll be won over by doing this in the, in the food processor. So <laughs> you're right. I need to be pushed. I've been avoiding anything food processor for a while, so this is okay. <laughs> I was like, I, we, I have not forced you to use that thing in so long. I think this one time I will tell her that, yes, it absolutely has to happen because <laughs> I'm not thinking of a way around this and I'm not doing it by hand. No, I'm glad. And real quick, you said a quarter cup to a half a cup of water. It also says or milk, and I am going to do milk. Gretchen has reasons for using water because of some extra acid vinegar situation that she's always looking for. But I did milk because I'm just making mine a little bit more dairy, cheesy, kind of that side. Yeah. 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 I, I, because of our experience with the vinegar pie dough, which I came across again recently and was like, wow, we did that that long ago. That, I mean, I just, it blows my mind every time. I'm like, it feels like we just did that and it was over a year ago. I'm like, what? No. It's nuts. We've covered so much territory. (laughs) I know. It's wild. Uh, But you're always going to put vinegar in your pie crust or doughs, kind of, now. For savory, (laughs) yeah, for savory applications. I'm not sure how I feel about it for for sweet. I haven't quite gotten into that yet. We'll see. Maybe later this summer we'll have to do something fruit pie-wise and see if adding vinegar to that dough is a good idea. And I'm also adding just a smidge of sherry to this because I was inspired by the gazpacho and how much I love sherry. And I was like, I'm doing kind of a Spanish-y kind of thing. And so I was like, well, maybe if I throw a little sherry vinegar and a little bit of sherry into the dough, that would be fun and delicious. I decided to go with water because I was initially going to do milk, but I didn't want to add vinegar into my milk. <laughs> I, was, I was not into curdling milk and then using it. That's no. where we are at. <laughs> no, that's not the first step of our dough that we need. No. No. 
Absolutely not. Once we get into the kitchen, what we're like we said, we're going to make the dough first in the food processor. What are those steps exactly going to look like? And real quick, I had seen a recipe that said to keep the butter cold, like you were saying, similar to a pie. Did you keep yours cold? I left it on the counter. It's not that warm here today, though, so I don't think okay. it'll have softened very much by the time, because I just split it before we came to sit down, and it was okay. still fairly solid. I mean, yeah, if it was hot, I'd be more worried about it, but, like, today we're only mid-70s right now, so. It's hot. hot much hotter here. Are you going to leave it in a stick, or are you going to cut it into tablespoons or something? I'll probably cut it, chuff it up a little bit. I should have probably done that at the same time, but I did not. So yeah, I I think we should definitely cut it. I don't know. what Did you cut yours up already? No, I just left it whole, but in the fridge. We'll just chop it up a little bit so that it makes the food processor's job a little easier. You know, it'll be a lot faster than waiting for taking the 30 seconds to like cut it in half or cut it in, you know, cut it into quarters and then cut across it a few times. It will make the food processor work a lot better. (laughs) We'll just do that real quick when we get in. Here are the steps exactly according to Lelita.com. Is that correct? Lelita.com empanada dough. Mix the flour and salt in a food processor. Add the, add the butter and pulse. Add the egg and the water or milk in small increments. And continue pulsing until a clumpy dough forms. Split the dough into two large balls. Flatten slightly and then shape into discs. Roll out the dough into a thin sheet and cut out into round disc shapes for empanadas. Or, as I'm going to, or I guess both of us are going to do this because, oh, you're not using your tortilla press. Not on the first bath. Not on the, not on the first round. Yeah. So you're going to roll yours out into a sheet and cut circle shapes. I'm going to roll mine out into a sheet, or sorry, nope, I'm going to make balls and use a tortilla press. So we're doing it both ways, people. We're doing it both ways. We're doing everything today, all of it, <laughs> except for tomato mozzarella. Not doing that. Not doing that. Get some sort of round, flat shapes, however you feel like doing that. You can also, okay, sorry, that, that covers step six. Use immediately or store in the refrigerator slash freezer to use later. This is supposed to make it, I think they, it said like up to 25 rounds. So I'm not, we're going to have to kind of touch base on what the yield is when we get out or once we get through the mixing process. But we are going to be filling ours right away. We have let our fillings cool down. So that should help us as well on making things sure things get sealed because we won't have any heat inside in the filling to create steam or give us that problem. And we got to get into the assembly part of this, which is quite easy. And you add a little bit of filling into the middle of each empanada disc it's going to take a little trial and error to make sure you get the right, like full enough, but not so full that you can't close it or, you know, so it, it'll probably take a little bit of trial and error to figure out how much dough or how much filling you can get in there safely. And then you're going to make sure to crimp that shut really firmly. This recommends using a fork or something along that line to press the dough in in really well. And I think that's the way I've seen most empanadas are like, wait, we've done empanadas before. Not empanadas. We didn't do empanadas for like the tea party thing? No. Okay. But we did something very similar. Yeah, I was like, what did we do? We did like little hand pies or something maybe. I don't know. 
I was like, wait, I just had a very. We, we did apple like fruit pie kind of things. Okay. Okay. I was like, I'm having a huge sense of deja vu about talking about like pressing it together with a fork. So I was like, wait, have we, yeah. did we do this? Okay. <laughs> Apologies. I just like, I were just like really fully went in on that deja vu for a second. It was very vivid. I'm sorry. All right. So yeah. So <laughs> closing those up by pressing a fork around. So it makes a cute little design. Always an, always a nice bonus. And just making sure you get those sealed really well. And then we are going to let those rest for 30 minutes in the ref- or at least 30 minutes in the refrigerator. Since we're, I believe we're all, we're going to do large ones, right? I'm going to do large ones. Yeah, I don't know how large the tortilla press ones will be for me. I think because we have a kind of a smaller press, but we're, yeah, aiming for larger. So right in my wheelhouse, like <laughs> usually th- this will be probably what I naturally go to as a normal size. And this is like a full big, like big entree or big, big entree. appetizer. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to bake those in a 400 degree oven for 15 to 20 minutes. And then we will be able to enjoy our tasty, tasty empanada pockets. Okay. I'm ready. I can do this. I'm ready to use the food processor. It's not going to get over my head today. I can do this. I own that food processor. It's not the other way around. Not Make intimidated. That. Let's do it. Let's do Let's it. To the kitchen. All right. To the kitchen we go. We made it all the way to the kitchen. Yep. Had a little more beer on the way. Feeling a little punchy. <laughs> We, we have got added, oh, we added cheese to our filling. So that's checked off the list. Oh, and Greta, what cheese are you doing? I'm using Monterey Jack and Oaxaca cheese because that is the combo that the recipe gave. And I was like, I like that idea. We're doing that. Yum. Okay. So now then it's dough time. Dough time, dough time. Everybody loves it. Dough time. Anyway. <laughs> know what that was that was was nice yeah I like it actually I was like I think that's a new thing all right so we have three cups of flour a indeterminate amount of salt somewhere above a pinch into the neighborhood to a half teaspoon to a half teaspoon maybe we'll need more maybe we need less who knows we'll see where we end up and we have also added our six ounces right six ounces of butter Unsalted butter. Unsalted butter, yes, because she's fully taking control of the salt content in this recipe. Mm-hmm. And we are just about ready to food process this until it's ready. One question, Becca, because I thought maybe this might be a good way to do this. I think this dough thing will go fairly quick. So do you want to do it where I do it first and then you do it and I watch you do it? Yes. Okay. Because it's a different type of dough and a little bit different process. So it's like, you might want to yeah. watch this first. Because so. like, it's like a pulse thing first, right? Yeah. It's not yes. a full, like, just push the button and let it go. You want to, you don't want it. We want it to be clumpy. Right. So I don't yes. want to let it get away from me. Exactly. And, and that, and also when we add the liquid later, I thought you'd probably like it a little bit better if I get, like, if you can get a general idea of the consistency. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to watch. Here we go. All Sorry, right. Buttoners, you can't see, but I'm excited to watch. All right. You're going to watch. There's going to be a lot of noise, but in pulses. Here we go. Let's see where it's at. That was 30-ish. 
Did she give a number really on that or? Oh, no, I just counted. You just counted. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Glad you're counting. I'm just, I'm feeling around right now to see if there are any large clumps in here. Mm -hmm. I think I might just give it just a couple more pulses. I, I think it can be a little bit more integrated. What size is the butter right now? So the the largest size I have in here right now is like a large, yeah, a large pea. Okay. So a little bit smaller than that still. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, yeah, just to, just to see if like there's anything I can't quite like maybe hanging out under the blades right now that might want to be contributing to the situation. So yeah, Ooh. no butter left behind. <laughs> no butter left behind. God, I got all the merch ideas. We are going to have so much merch. <laughs> Seeing a series of fridge magnets maybe is in our future. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right. Ready for more pulsing and more noises. Ready, go. I don't want to go much further than this because I'm, you know, while doing it in the food processor, there's a lot less risk of overworking that gluten because you're chopping versus like really mixing. Still don't want to do a ton right now, just in case like you start to see a dough form. That's when you're going to start worrying about your gluten working. Yeah, so most of the larger chunks now are now the size of the small pea. From large pea to small pea, but that's yeah. probably as far as we want to go. Right, yeah. So that seems like that's good distribution throughout the flour. And I got a couple larger chunks, but those will probably chop up a little bit in the mixing with the liquid process. Okay. 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 So, so you're going to watch me now. Oh, sure. Sure. We can do that. <laughs> I was going to go all the way, but this actually might be a better way to do it because then even that'll give like this a minute to rest before I mix in the water. So I like this. Okay. You can see. I can see. Well, I wasn't prepared for an audience or to even plug this in, I guess. <laughs> okay. There we go. All right. Here we go. Pulse, pulse, pulse. Yep. Okay. I've got big peas to okay. slightly bigger peas, XXL peas. So I'm going to go a little bit more. Because <laughs> you, you put your whole sticks in there. Or did you chop it up a little bit? I did do like tablespoon kind of. Okay. Slices. So you did more yeah. than slices. Yeah, I slices. did dice. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. That looks about right. Okay. Yeah. Let's give her a look. I mean, it seems like you're not having as much trouble with the food processor today as you've had in the past. So. I didn't set it up. Okay, well, you're not, you're not struggling right now. Sometimes you were struggling with the top. That's true. So. That's true. You're right. I am getting better. I'm you're getting, getting better. better. I can do this. Okay, I think that's in a good state. So okay. I'm going to return to my viewing station while you right. do while the I next do step. The next step. All right, so I'm going to make it so that I can deposit water in through the top. Actually, I could even leave this in because it has like a, a dropper, but it'll be better if I go and like, Dump a little, dump a little, dump a little, and go. First before egg. Oh, shit. Fuck. Egg. Oh, egg. Yeah. I forgot about the eggs. So, yeah, I'm going to drop the whole egg in first and then go for it. Probably should have mixed up my egg. Oh, well. Okay. Now I'm going to go with a about a quarter cup in to start. I'm just going to run this for while I dump this. So hold okay. on to your butts, people. 
scrape for a second. So I just stopped the, the mixer and I'm moving some of the stuff that's accumulated along the walls. Cause once you start adding liquid, it's going to get, it's going to want to kind of climb up the walls a little bit. I'm just sort of moving things around here. Okay. So it kind of looks like sand a little. Yeah. Yeah. Like it has a bit sand. of a loose sandy texture right now. And I've okay. added my egg and just a little under a quarter of a cup of liquid. Okay. And when you were adding the liquid, did you keep the food processor going that whole time? Yes. Just to keep it consistent. Okay. Right. So what okay. I'm, I'm probably going to do now is just dribble a little bit around this before I put the lid back on, then put the lid back on and see where we end, where, you know, what that looks like. And then I'll start adding a little bit at a time in through the top after I see how much this is. Cause right now we're trying to figure out how much humidity is in my other ingredients. It's hard to tell sometimes. So on goes the lid. Gonna, I, I am going to do this on pulse because, I, as I said, we're trying to not work the gluten on this. We want it to be tender. We want it to be flaky. So just going to pulse, 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 pulse. I think I'm still, I think it's still a little far from where I want it. Oh, no, not that bad, actually. Let's see. Uh, that's a pretty cohesive dough. So I, I don't think I really want to take it much further than this. I'm trying to think of how to describe the consistency right now because it looks kind of it's crumbly would be the, the, the description or script I'd use. And then as soon as you pick it up, if you can smash it together into a nice cohesive looking ball, that's probably pretty much perfect. I'm just flattening almost, it out. It's almost like brown sugar. And then when you put it together, it just looks like a cookie dough kind of yeah. like it comes together real quick. So, so I, I might just add just a smidge more water because what I did is press this out into a disc and I'm looking at the edges and see how I've got these big cracks along here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Since we're not going to let this dough settle at all before we wrap the filling in it, I think we want it a little bit more flexible. That just means there's not quite enough liquid in it. So okay. I'm going to put this back in and then add, do another little splash around. Actually, okay. scrape everything down. Maybe it just needs to be moved around a little bit too. Because we're definitely close. I'm very, very close. So I've got, for my original half a cup, I have three tablespoons left. I started with probably around a little, like eight, seven and a half tablespoons. So I'm down to the last three tablespoons. And just a little splashy, splashy, splashy around. So that was about a tablespoon. We're going to see where that ends up. All right, more pulsing. So I think this is where we want to be. We're getting a little bit bigger clod, clods, clobs, <laughs> chunks. It looks like there are pieces starting to come together on their own. Yeah. So you can see there's still a little bit of like cracking around the edges, but not as extreme. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is, pretty good consistency because then like because that edge around the sides you're going to fill it and like you're going to push it together so having mm -hmm. a little bit of cracking around there it's not bad because you'll just like smooth it out sure and if you're really picky about how nice and tidy your edges look you can cut it off but you know mm. I am getting a little bit of cracking because I'm trying to fold a really thick piece of dough but okay hopefully 
because I'm not going to use all of this dough today, most likely. Either that or I'm making it again tomorrow. Yeah, this looks pretty good. We'll be curious to okay. see if re dough rested overnight is a little bit different. But so I'm going to measure mine out into little individual balls. I guess you don't really need to, don't need to watch that. So you need to do your water, though. So yeah, I got to do my milk and my egg. Okay. Yep. Your liquid. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I just got my egg in there. And you went first with egg only, blended that a bit, and then did the next liquid add. Because you want the whole egg in there. In some cases, you might want to just mix it with your liquid. But because we want the whole egg into the dough, I did the full egg first. Then I started adding the other liquid. Okay, here we go. I can't see the egg anymore. I'm assuming it's been added. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's good <laughs> enough. Yes. Okay. All right. So I will start adding my milk. and. We'll pour continuously how you did too. Okay, yeah. here we go. You Apple should. Scrape. Yeah. It's like, it looks like you need to move things around a little bit over there. <laughs> Seems like, like you've got some moisture collecting near the bottom that you want to make sure is evenly distributed. All right. Here's a. Yeah, not, not too bad. Give it a press. Pretty dry me. though. It is pretty dry. I was assuming yeah. that probably wasn't enough. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. especially because yeah, you got a big crack down the middle too. So, nowhere you was, you you've got a bit more to go. That was about half the milk. Okay, so right around where I was. But you, it looks like you're probably gonna end up adding a little more than I did. Yeah, Las Vegas, man, pretty dry. <laughs> Very dehydrated out there. Very dehydrated. Going with more milk. Yeah, you were looking pretty good there. I think. I think so. Yeah. I think it's done. Oh yeah. I think you actually got yours a little wetter than mine even maybe. So good yeah. job. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. So the dough's ready. The dough is ready. Nice. I need to portion, portion it out. So we are experimenting with our rollout slash size of dough over on my end of the world. And Becca's just winging it, which is, you know, great. <laughs> I have I made a three ounce ball and a two ounce ball of dough and flattened each of those in the tor tortilla press. And I think I'm looking at the three ounce size because it was enough where I feel like I'll get a good amount of filling inside without making it too small. I would like to go a size bigger, but I think if I had four ounces in the tortilla press, that wouldn't work very well for me. So I'm going to stick with the three. Okay. I think that makes sense. And I kind of just eyeballed it like Gretchen said, and we think that mine is closer to the two ounce. So I think I do want it a little bit bigger just because I do have so much filling. Yeah. I think I'm going to need a bigger empanada to go yeah. with it. Yeah. I didn't cut mine up very much, so I need a bigger empanada to be able to get things in there. So yeah, exactly. Okay. So we're going to be rolling out and then filling our little pockets for a few minutes. So I think we're going to cut around our, we're just going to cut out the rolling portion and then we'll be back to do the filling. Okay. So we've got some rounds to fill here and I am working. I did actually do also a three and a half ounce size, but I'm starting with my three ounce size and I'm wondering if I should measure my filling roughly at least. All right. I'm going to try a half a cup and see how that looks first. Okay, that looks like it's probably too much because of how chunky this is. <laughs> I'm probably looking at closer to a third of a cup here. 
right? That might be a little too much filling. It is quite fat. Yeah, too much. A little too much, yeah. So probably more like a quarter of a cup is where I'm going to end up on the three ounce guys. Okay. I am going to crimp the edges together with a fork real quick. Can I show you mine? Yeah. Is that too full? How well is it sealed along the edge? It looks like you've got like the outer edges lined up, right? Yeah. Yeah, then that should be good. Okay. I probably will trim the edges of this just a little bit after, once they've sat in the fridge maybe, mm-hmm. right before I, we bake them, I'll probably trim them mm-hmm. just in case they're better. I don't know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. All right. So the three and a half ounce size, I did press this out a little bit more. I'm going to try and name for about the same amount of filling, somewhere around a quarter to a third of a cup. Okay. And fold her over. Still feels like it might be a little too much. I'm not getting like a complete like fold over on this, like both sides matching. Oh, okay. Having to like stretch the dough out a little bit with my fingers, I guess. But I do think the three and a half with the sa- basically the same amount of f- filling looks a little bit more manageable. Mm-hmm. So. so three and a half ounces on the dough and... A quarter cup filling? Is that what Somewhere between a quarter and a third, quarter and a third of a cup filling. Okay. Or a half of a half a cup is really what I'm doing right now. <laughs> and I do still have, oops, I do still have a two ounce round to make. So that's going to get real tricky about how much fucking filling I can get in there. An eighth of a half of a. <laughs> right. It's tiny. It's like a tablespoon that was going to fit in there. Crimp the edges. Crimpy, crimpy, crimpy. Okay, yeah. I, I definitely recommend the three and a half ounce size. The bigger, like the biggest one you made. For if you have your filling cut up as bit large as I do. Sure. This is not like bite size empanada stuff. This is meal size empanada <laughs> filling. True to its roots, big enough for an on-the-go meal. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because two two ounces is going to end up in a weird space of like a snack almost, mm. a breakfast portion maybe. No, I've got mine ready on a sheet pan, and I'm going to put them in the refrigerator to rest. Well, how's things looking over there, Becca? Same. I just finished up. I'm only doing four for this round, and they are just in the refrigerator ready to hang out for a few minutes. Oh, you beat me? Goodness. What was I doing over here? (laughs) I guess we put these in the fridge, let them rest, and we'll be back in the future. Yeah. See you in the future. All right. Here we are in the future of empanadas. Empanada future. It's looking good. Mine look like little sunshines, and I'm about to brush them with eggs, so they'll be even more sunshiny. Yes. That is the recommended next step is an egg wash. And Gretchen has already said, Rebecca, you don't have to do that because you hate eggs and you already did a great job with the food processor. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing at a time, I'm going to have sad little pale empanadas, but that's okay for me. Better have sad little pale guys than eggy covered ones, but it will be pretty. Gretchen's will be prettier and it makes sense why you do it. I'm not trying to poo poo it. Personal choice. It's just personal choice. Uh, the other option was to fry them, but we were like, no, we're not frying these. That is not happening. 
not gonna happen. Maybe I should so try the air. Know. Maybe I should try the air fry uh, selection on my oven and and see how that goes. That's a nice idea. Experimentation. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right. Okay. In we go. In we go. And are we gonna start with fifteen minutes? I think it's at like eighteen to twenty, depending on size, right? Yeah, we'll just set a timer for fifteen minutes because we okay. want to at least check them at that point. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna sit right in front of the oven for the most part, but mm-hmm. right <laughs> that way we go. Okay, here we go. Okay, so fifteen I'll set minutes. A timer. Oh, you got oh it. sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm in progress of okay. setting the timer. So we'll do a little, right. little more time travel. Hopping away to the future. Bye-bye. We are back. It is the future. Empanadas are somewhat still in process because mine are still baking, and it's been almost 25 minutes for my big guys. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that were in the three-ounce and three-and-a-half-ounce dough wrappers. But my little two-ouncers, although I think it is slightly underdone, it looked it looked done, but I think I could have given it another two minutes. Sure. Mine are a nice golden brown with a little crisp on the bottom side, and they're much paler on the top. And I am looking into it, too, and it looks like that might be slightly underdone on that top side, too, versus the flaky, like, almost crunch all the way through of the other side. We, Gretchen and I were saying it's hard to tell with mine because they did not do that egg wash, but it's still got a nice brown on that bottom side. And so I think for my next batch, I'll just flip them halfway through. I didn't do any flipping. And so I think if I just flip them halfway through next time, that'll take care of it. But I haven't tasted them yet. So I'm going to taste it now because they've been so hot. Well, I destroyed my first one. I started by cutting it in half and then I cut it. I just kept cutting it down sort of in the style of the Great British Baking Show or Great British Bake Off. And I think it needs something. Oh, there's my other timer. Let's check these babies one more time. I don't know. Now I'm hesitant to pull them out because I'm like, should I leave them in? Because I feel like this one was slightly underdone. I'm going to give them a spin. Spinning is good. The backs were much, much more toasty. So I'm going to give them another minute or two. going to set a timer so I don't forget because you know how I am. Well, you're going to just have to do two-minute increments. But I want to add something to this, but I'm just not sure what it is yet. So Yeah. It, so it also sounds like we would both say all in, important to make sure you're rotating these and flipping these so that you're getting a consistent color all around. Because otherwise, even if you do egg wash or not, you get, you are going to end up with some pieces that are not as cooked as the other ones. But Flavor is amazing. I think mine came together really well. I do think it is missing something a little bit too. And I almost want to say it's tomato. <laughs> like <laughs> I kind of want something more acidic, I think. <laughs> yeah, maybe some form of moisture adding element. I put some peppers and onions in mine. I might do more onion and add mix that in a little bit. Mostly because I've just now that I know onions are so good for you, I mean, that was a while ago that we went over all that nonsense, but I'm like, great, this is a vegetable I love and it's very nutritious. So I'm going to keep eating the fuck out of these. <laughs> yeah, more onions and everything. Not for me, but this, I mean, I was saying earlier the la- during gazpacho that it was too oniony for me with the shallots. And I, 
this still feels too oniony for me. I did shallots on this one too, but maybe I just, maybe I'm just overthinking it. But either way, I do really like the dough. I think it ended up coming out with like a really nice flakiness and a nice delicacy too at the same time. I do wish I'd put a little bit more salt in the dough. Yeah. Or maybe I'd the probably something. Yeah. Something needs a little more cool. salt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just did pulled my, of, oh yeah. I just pulled my other ones out of the oven. So they look pretty toasty, but since they're going to sit on the hot stove, I think they'll carry over a little bit. So I'm hoping that yeah. they'll do us for the day because it is starting okay. to warm up outside a little bit and I want to turn the oven off. I'm ready. Totally. What did you think about the vinegar and the dough for you? I could have gone with more so that I could actually taste it because it didn't, it didn't really add any flavor. I should have gone with like half and half, half of the, like, maybe not half and half vinegar, but like maybe half water and then half and half and then a quarter sherry and a quarter vinegar, maybe just to get the sure. layers. But mm -hmm. I don't know that it enhanced anything. It just, but it didn't hurt anything either. <laughs> right. Right. Well, definitely a success, I think. And as often happens with something we really enjoy, we walk away with a hundred more ideas of other ways that we want to try it again. So I yeah. think that at the end of the day is our best sign of success is immediately wanting to make it better. And lucky us, we saved a bunch of our dough. So we get to immediately yeah. play around with it. How nice. We, I mean, we can never happens. We can build on it. Yeah. We're not stuck with what we've got. This, this is the handy part of doing like a small size, being able to taste it and then enhance it. Like when we did the tortellini, I don't know if I said in the episode, but I, that I thought maybe I could put prosciutto in it. And I did do that, but I could have put more prosciutto in when I put the prosciutto in. So mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe I just wanted to go straight like ham chunks or something, but who mm -hmm. knows? Totally. Well, but, I do want to say real quick, since you brought up tortelloni, I did find it to be a little bit too bitter at the end of the day like more than I wanted it to be. I think mm. with the arugula and the broccolini and the beak and everything, right. it ended up just being, a, there was like more bite in it than I wanted. But anyway, I don't think we ever talked about like an after, after tasting. Mm. No. But yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's fair. I, thoughts. I did want to agree with you though on the dough. This is probably, I'm really pleased with how this dough turned out. Like it's just absolutely the perfect texture. Like, it's not quite as like luxuriously flaky as I would like, but again, that's not necessarily what we're going for here. I think what I what I'm hearing too is, and thinking back to what we were talking about early on with it being something you wanted to be kind of portable, mm -hmm. is that you wouldn't want it to be too flaky because you don't want too much to be falling off yeah. either while you're eating it or while you're on the move. So it, Solid needs, it can't be as flaky as some of the other iterations we see of some of these pasty pie kind of things. But in that way, too, like I'm looking at it, I had cut one in half. I was moving some around to take pictures and there's minimal crumb, which also shows that you can take it. It is a perfect on the go, transportable, fill you up kind of a thing. I like it. I'm glad we did this. Me too. I'm excited about it because got another thing for leftovers in my back pocket now. This nice, easy empanada dough can uh, 
whip out some nice leftovers into some very convenient lunches in no time. Totally. Or appetizers for entertaining. If mm. you have some in the freezer, you can always just grab it and make something real quick. I yeah. mean, lots of options. So yeah. nice job, us. High oh, five. what world level did we did we say what world I level? Don't. I don't know that we did. I I I'm landing solidly on a two just because you do have to be a little careful with the dough, but no problem, really. Just it's a very easy dough to do. Just work it as little as possible and use the pulse option to your benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you have a food processor and you're willing to use it, <laughs> it is a solid two, I would agree. Yes. <laughs> All right. Nice job, us again. All yes, right. like, indeed. Like, subscribe. Use our discount at Busy CBD. That's capital H, capital G, capital B, I, Z, Z, Y. And tell everyone you know about us. Keep Don't stop talking about us ever. Never stop thinking about us. Never stop talking about us. This is your life now. Yep. Oh, and join us on the Patreon if you want to hear us yes. read a book, Cookbook Stones. Yes. There are we nine episodes up there right now mm-hmm. or in progress. We don't hold back. We say whatever we're thinking. It got weird. We were talking about blood sauce for a little while. I mean, you know, you never know what's going to happen with cooking. I, I forgot. We have to talk about, I saw where Jeanville is in France. No. You yes. did? Yeah, so I saw we an exit to go. That. I know. We I saw the saw, exit. <laughs> I saw the exit. We didn't, like, go there. We, like, drove somewhere in the vicinity of it but I was like ah Jeanville I know that I know that now I know where that is that's That's so fun (laughs) look at us learning so exciting but anyway I love it okay Patreon yes all right let's get out of here off we go off we go yes Chris I loved it. it oh, good. Excellent. I'm work- I've been working on my technique, you know. <laughs> yeah, in all your free time. In all my free time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hula hoop and clap coconut shells together at the same time. That's my practice. <laughs> <laughs>